Never forget the first time I heard it. This is the Possum Prophet Crucible. This is the voice of the mini broadcast. Uh, we have a Saturday service at 9.30 every Saturday morning at 98.15 South Vermont Avenue. You can come and be, be with us in person. We would love for you to do that. You probably need to get in a church and get seated and be and resume in-person visits as long as you can um, right now because we're in a new dis- dispensation. It's, you know, the world is off the chain. It's like a big nasty dog walking down the street biting folks. There's so many people dying and so much violence. Then we have the elections all over the world. The world system is off the chain. It's out of control. The people who run it, who are unsaved, non-spirit-filled, non-Christian people, they don't have a clue, okay? And if you, you cannot be a spectator now. You got to get in the game. You got to get in the fight. We got to, we got to get out here and take this world back. The remnant, which is the word remnant means in the Old and the New Testament, it means those who remain. Those who remain. And we've seen the church numbers dwindled all over the world by 75 to 80% of people who will go to a church building now. So imagine that if you had a hundred people that was coming to your church, which is, you know, anything, anything over 50 people is considered a large church. Did you know that? Okay. So if you had a hundred, you now down to 20, 20, 20 out of a hundred. If you had 20, you're now down to how many is that? Uh, four. <laughs> My sister's giving me the time out on that. <laughs> but what's happening? God is reducing, and the pandemic, and the famine, and the drought, and the recession is reducing people to who they really are on the inside. That's what all this is about. It's going to make you consider who do you really trust? Who do you really love? That's why the song said, where is the love? Okay. And there in the world system, there isn't any. They're trying to come up with all these inducements to come back, to get you to come back and work for the same money you did for the pandemic. And they now they got all these, they, they we'll raise the minimum rate. Yeah. Because they know you don't want to come back and work for that no more. You had a chance to sit back for two years and look at the system and see how ugly it is, okay? And they know you don't want to come back to work, okay? And so now they want to give you $5 more an hour. Well, gas has gone up to five. my minimum wage is $15. Well, it was $15 before the pandemic. You need to be giving to And a lot of people said, we'll give you 25 But your rent going up, your gas going up, food your light up. going up, your food going up, all your repairs and stuff. I went to a Chinese place to get some uh, orange chicken yesterday. And she had this little six-ounce how big was it, would you say that bowl was? I don't know. But she filled it up, though. She, she had to. Because <laughs> she tried to get me to pay for it before she said, I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. I said, get that bowl over there, girl. And uh-uh. She ran over to the store. It's uh, $10. I was like, uh, yeah, it's $10, but get over here and fill that bowl up. And I told her, because she knew I hadn't paid for it. Okay? And I wasn't going to pay for it if if... She didn't fill that bowl up. You weren't going to charge me no $10 for no 10 pieces of little little chicken bites. 
you know, come on, uh-uh, wasn't going to happen, not going to happen. Well, I was in the restaurant, and a man behind me, I said, well, give me a, because I had my own good rice at home. I had some own, my own steamed broccoli. I know what it was cooked in. I know what no artificial flavors and stuff. It was organic stuff at the house. And I was like, well, I'll just get some get some orange chicken and stir fry, drop a couple eggs in there, man, I'll have it going on. And it'll all be healthy and good for me. And I said, well, she said, what what, what would you like, sir? I said, I'd like a chicken bowl. She said, uh, you want rice? I was like, no, I don't want no rice. I want all chicken, orange chicken. And she she told me, uh, $10. I said $10. When she said $10, the man behind me hollered, man, you got to be kidding me. Uh-uh. Because <laughs> he saw how small that bowl was, uh, you know, and so he he hollered, and I looked at it, I'm like, all right, just going to give it to me, man. Listen, I said, but you're going to fill it up. So she ran to the cash register. I didn't run over behind. I said, no, come over here and get this bowl, and this bowl need to be filled up, okay? You're going to charge me that. You're going to charge me five times what it used to be. Inflation, ain't, everything ain't five times what it used to be now, okay? But I used to be able to get a bowl of rice, I mean a bowl of that chicken for like two fifty. Three dollars, okay. Three times it has. Well, what you did, they put rice in it, more rice, and then they put the chicken on top of it. No, I always had a thing about going to get some of the, getting a, a side bowl or side helping of meat because I'm a meat eater. I like to, I gotta have some protein to, to manage this big old scrapping uh, body of mine, and I'm getting in better and better shape every day, and I'm fighting through the injuries that I had, but. It's a situation where the world system got a black eye. Matter of fact, they got two black eyes. They're both swollen and shut, and they can't see the right way to go. And then the elections is coming up. Don't you listen. You you vote who for God told you to vote for. Not Democrat, not Republican, not Independent, but vote for the person that holds up God's righteous cause. And you can find that in Isaiah chapter 13. Verses one through three. Vote for one of the mighty ones who are going to stand up for what's right and stand up for, for this country to be a sovereign Christian nation and a democratic republic. Hello. We got the, we got the party started. That's why the United States is the most prosperous country in the whole world. And you have all these other nationalities that want to bring us down. The Chinese, the Russians, and all of our enemies want to bring us down. Why? They jealous. Okay, they tell us, and if we if we don't vote for the right people, and you don't pray, and you don't do what you can need to do for the gospel, Katie bar the door on you because he gonna give it to somebody like me who's gonna do the right thing. We gonna have it. Let's go to First Corinthians. Um, what did I say? Second Corinthians thirteen. Second eleven. Second Corinthians. How'd you know I was gonna say eleven? Truly, you are prophetic. Because that's where we left off. Oh, that's that's where we left off. Is that where we left off last time? You sure now? Okay, then. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Where do we pick it up at? So understand that walking with the Lord, he, he has a reward system. And there's three things that go with walking with the Lord. And they're guaranteed to manifest themselves in time. And I know firsthand is you 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 get impatient. We might have to flip back over to James chapter one, which is my scripture for for many many weeks. 
because we, God is not in time. And many times with the lack of faith, we say, well, when, Lord, it's already done. You have to understand in the kingdom, it's already done. You need to put yourself in a place and have patience for God to manifest it to you in this earth realm. You know, you hear people talk about the don't gods. I don't got this. I don't got that. Well, you letting your mouth confess something that you really don't want to have happen. The don't gods. What is that? Poverty, lack and shortage. You need to confess by Christ, by his word, what he said. He said, God will meet your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Uh, before we go there, and since we're on this, this financial thing, let's go to Psalms 37. Was it 19? Help me out there, my sister in the Lord. What do you want? Psalm 37, 19? For what? Yeah. No. In a time of famine. Psalms, I, I believe it's, um, I think it's 13. No, it's 37. 37, yes, yeah, 37, okay. What did I say, 137? No, 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 no. Mm -mm. 3719. Now, this is a promise that you can hold dear to your heart. They shall not be, they who, they you. It says, the north, it says, the Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. Seven. What is your inheritance? Wait a minute now. 18. Okay. What is your inheritance? Absolute wisdom. Knowledge and understanding to solve any problem that pops up inside the inside the framework of the, of the Lord. You know, if you got somebody bugging you, and here's what people are doing now, okay, and they really getting under your last nerve. They getting on your last nerve, and they won't go away. You know, you can solve the problem spiritually, or you can solve it naturally. And that, what's the natural cause of that? What's what is? If you solve that problem naturally, you get a gun and you go shoot them, don't you? That's what people are doing right now. I'm not suggesting that. I'm saying that God has already given you a way of escape. If it's if he's a menace and he's demonic and it's bothering you, we don't our flat our 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 warfare is not with flesh and blood. It's with the spirits behind them. So you have a solution. You have a scripture you can speak in their face every day that will drive that will stick them like a knife, not hurt their flesh, but run them out of your face. Hello. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so our, our warfare is not with flesh and blood. We don't have to murder people. And, and you know, and I, I'm saying that because somebody said, it's a Christian preacher talking about people murdering people. Man, you better look at the news. Yeah. You better wake up. You better put on your the armor of the Lord. You better pray when you see stuff like that coming close to you. You better cast down imaginations when the devil tries to show you that he's going to do that to you. You better speak the word whenever you need to to fend off that devil. You need to be praying over your children. If they're teaching all this foolishness in school, you need to pull your kid out of there and believe God for some money for you to either homeschool him or put him in a, in a private school that's not with all this foolishness. So I said, well, I can't afford that. Well, there's a reason you can't afford it, because you ain't been given to the kingdom. Hello. He said he would meet your needs. Let's see. You, they want to teach secular humanism and all this rainbow sexual philosophy to your kid. Do you think 
that if you went to God and said, Father, I need to take my kid out of this because it's, 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 they have departed from you. They don't say the Pledge of Allegiance no more. They don't say the Lord's Prayer no more. And then over that 50-year period, the schools is gone all to beat hell. I don't want to send my kid to this school. Would you bless me with enough to send my kid to a private school, a Christian school, a school that holds up your righteous banner? Run by people who love the Lord and who feel with the Spirit. Now, where you would find one of them today, I really wouldn't know. Because what happens is the states and the counties try to make the schools, all the schools have to fit into their charter. But they have homeschool Christian schools. But they have homeschool Christian schools. There you go. Spoken like a true teacher. And man, where did you teach at? Los Angeles Unified School District. You had to think about it? <laughs> you had to decide whether that you wanted to answer the question? No. I was just going to say the name of the school, but you need to know the name of the school district. Okay. Los Angeles Unified School District. How, you, how many years were you there? 20? Not quite 20, no. Okay. And so you don't think God wouldn't give you the money to get your child out of that out of that school district? Excuse me, and if not, you could find a righteous teacher up there and make sure your child got in that class. Well, that's true. That's true. But if they bringing all this LGBTQ stuff and all this stuff into the classroom mandatorily and telling kids it's all right to change gender and you don't know what you are, if you don't know what you are, well, well how's a five-year-old supposed to figure all that out? You got to get them out. You don't think God wouldn't give you enough money for you to either homeschool or get your kid into a school that, that, that's holding up righteousness instead of all this sinful stuff? Of course he would. Of course he would. You need to. question is, are you reading your Bible with your kid at night before they go to bed? Do you, do you talk about the Lord? See, the Bible says to raise up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart. Didn't say he wouldn't be experienced. He going listen. At some point, he gonna experience some stuff that you might not want, that you wouldn't have wanted him to experience. But the Bible said, when he's old, he will not depart. He will come back to the Lord. If you don't put that foundation in them, they can't come back. And that's the problem with the PK kids. What's that? This young church generation. Okay, a lot of them don't have that foundation. And so it's the it's the me good, it feel good, if it feel good, do it generation. And they, then they throw Jesus in the pot and stir him up with all the rest of them. And Jesus is separate from that. Read verse uh, 18 for me. Psalms 37, 18. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. Hmm. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. Now that's what I wanted to break, bring you to. Are we not in a famine, a drought, and a recession? And we got all three of them forces working. All over the world. All over the world. Is not the word, that word there, will that not sustain you through that? Of course it will. And if you keep going with the word, and you keep believing God, you can go into the supernatural where you can, while everybody else is going broke, you can be a millionaire. What? So you can feed them because they're going to need it. Hello. Uh, we have a, we have a uh, ministry that we partner with 
and we make a donation and we go out and I get a bunch some of the, the player boys that I used to play with in the NFL to come out. They give a whole truckload, a trunk load of food to a family, enough to feed the family for for seven days, okay? They, they have everything there, all the staples and starches and and when they can get turkeys and chickens and what else do they give? They Cornish give, hens. They give a lot of vegetables. They give fruits. They give a lot of variety of stuff sometimes. It's they give variety. eggs. They give milk. Eggs, get, milk. Yeah. yeah. Chicken, so, turkey. Enough food to feed people for, for, for a, a family for for seven days. Okay, that's good. And then we have, we give to ministries. But where does that money come from for that? Somebody had to give him some money to be able to do that, to distribute 400,000 pounds of food twice a week. There's some money in there somewhere. Okay, so the church has to have some money to get stuff done. That's my point. And if you get, if you start in the giving part, and here's what I get, a lot of the um, people will say, well, I'll donate some stuff. Okay, well, good. But if you donate older used stuff, who wants older used stuff? Do you want no older used food? I know that. Because I was in the street for a while, uh, a long time ago, and this guy took me in. He used to sell. He used to try to give me spoiled food sitting on his on his. Uh, he makes some beans or something, and then get tired of them and leave them up there. Cause he didn't want no more, and they'd be molded and everything. He's like, "There's some beans in there. Go get you some beans." And I said, "Man, what's wrong with you? Nobody want to eat this stuff. You open, take the cap off of it, and 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 the stink fill up the whole house." But he says here, read that scripture again for me, thirty-seven nineteen. Psalms thirty-seven nineteen. Just that one verse or all? Okay. Psalms 37, 19. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. So that's a scripture that you can hang on to that will invoke by faith and persistence and the the, uh, uh, principle of importunity, which is not giving up. You find yourself in a tight situation, don't give up, Okay. Just can speak the scripture, and God said He would meet your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, and that's in Philippians chapter four. You put them two scriptures together, and you're gonna get done whatever you need to get done. You can get through the famine, the drought, and the inflation, because the inflation is here, and at some point, paper money ain't gonna be worth nothing, nothing anyway. It's not worth nothing, worth nothing right now. But they, they, you know, the dollar is still king of the king of the jungle. Okay. <laughs> And so as long as the dollar's the king of the jungle, but at some point in this famine, in this drought, and in this recession, that fiat currency ain't going to be worth nothing. I already saw it. And I've already prayed about that time, that God would make me wealthy enough and give me enough control to take care of his people, the remnant. I already prayed that. I'm the captain of the remnant. I said it. There it is. I said it. Uh... Yeah, so we love you with the love of the Lord. But let's read, um, let's go back to where we was at, because I do want to read that again. Where, where was we at, babe? Uh, was it Corinthians or something? Was it? <laughs> it was in first, second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, I got to find. Yeah, it was in second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Mm-hmm, 11. 11. 
What verse? 17? 25. Okay. So much for my, mm-hmm. for me being able to find that scripture came to me by the Lord, Second Corinthians 11. Somebody said, what are these people doing in the studio? Listen, we well, doing what God You finished all of that, basically. Yeah, but I wanted to read it again because okay. different people hear different okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. Verse... Uh, well, you got to go back up then if you're going to go all the way. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where do we start at before? Seeing that many glory after the flesh. Okay, go ahead. Uh, verse 20. 20? Mm-hmm. Second okay. Corinthians uh, eleven twenty, for ye suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I speak as concerning report. What does it say? If a man smite you on the face? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What does it say? He's supposed to do? He didn't say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Turn another cheek. <laughs> Turn another cheek. That's what Jesus did. Y'all pray for me on that one now. Y'all pray for me because I was an old football player when they played me dirty like that. I just look for a shot to get him back. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I stayed out of trouble for these 38 years, and we're not getting any none now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer, our trumps. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. We wrestle with with the spirits behind it, so take authority over the spirit. And God will show you it's coming, so you be prepared. I was shot in, in South Africa. I, I didn't. I never saw that one coming. I never. <laughs> I always hear to tell me, you're going to get shot tomorrow, Chris. You're going to be serving me. You would have spent $12,000 of your good, hard-earned money, money I gave you. You could have been in the Bahamas jet skiing. Could have been in Puerto Rico <laughs> fishing. You could have been. You could have rented, a, chartered a boat, and lived on it. Twelve grand, okay. But you spent this money to come over here to Africa, and I'm gonna let three bandits. I'm gonna let one of them shoot you, and you almost bleed to death in the back of a van. And I would have canceled that trip. <laughs> I would have nah, I probably would have went. But he told me it was gonna happen, I would have been I, my head would have been on the swivel and I'd have been praying the whole time. But and, and with somebody said, Well, why would you talk like that? Listen. You know, the world has another way of saying this. Stuff happens. They use another S word. Stuff happens. You you cannot blame God. It is the devil who is the author and finisher of demonic action in your life. God is the author and finisher of your faith in him and positive action and positive reinforcement and the constant comfort of the Holy Spirit to be with you. Okay. And the devil is the author of everything that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so his one job since Adam sinned in the garden was simply to kill, bring, bring, kill you graveyard dead. To see you be depressed and uh, dis- disheartened and to see you, you know, the devil, and I hate to say this, but when he sees a man take his own life, that's his greatest joy because he destroyed your hope in God to the place where you lost your blinking mind 
stuck a gun in your mouth and blew, and somebody saw that is so graphic. Turn off the turn off the off, Johnny. No, you need to listen because people are dying because the church is in little namby pamby little corners having church. They're not evangelizing. They're not giving no money to help other people. They have no zeal for God. You want to be able to, want me to want me to prove it to you? Okay, what day does your church have prayer? And I want you to go and be on time to that prayer meeting. And I want you to text me at 424-261-3208 and tell me how many people came to that prayer meeting. How many people normally came on Saturday or Sunday? And how many people come on that whatever night it is? It can be Friday night. It can be Saturday. It doesn't matter. Most prayer is it late at night or early in the morning or both. They call them shut-ins. They'll start around 7. They get done in the morning about 7 or 8 o'clock. I want you to tell me how many people were there. Because the prayer is the, is the kindling wood that ignites fire. And fire is the Holy Spirit. See? The Bible says praying in the Spirit, building up your most holy faith. What's been most beneficial to you, uh, ma'am, in reference to being a minister? Now, you are a minister, right? You know that, right? Yeah, that's what you've been telling me. Um, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? You said. <laughs> That's what you say, our, our thou the king. Jesus said, thou sayest. <laughs> oh, you, my God. He's just like your Lord, baby. You're trying to, trying to get out of that thing. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, uh, anyway, it's just for me, it's just uh, just doing doing the best I can to serve him. That's basically because uh, I, I see what's going on. I know what's, what's down the road. And... Um, it's what's just to excuse. It's just to win as many souls for Christ, because a lot of people don't know. They go to church, they read their Bible, you know, they give their offerings and stuff, like, but they really have not received Jesus Christ. And then some of them don't even go to church. They used to go to church, but anyway, it's just love God. You know, you just gotta love God, love Him enough to do what He wants you to do. I mean, and it doesn't have to really be winning souls, but you're supposed to. It's just seeing someone in need and you, you and, excuse me, and you just see someone in need and you offer your assistance. You offer your love, which is the love of God. Where is the love? That's what that, that's why we have that theme song. Mm-hmm. Long as we're on this theme mm-hmm. song, we're going to be on this testimony. I'm, and I'm giving all this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is my testimony because right now, you know, mm-hmm. frustration can set in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And hopelessness can set in. Whether you're a Christian or not, you serve. There's mm-hmm. a lot of ministers that are dead now that I know personally, or they're discouraged. Yeah, a lot of people discouraged. Or they're hopeless. We're talking about ministers now. We're talking about ordained ministers because that's where it starts. How can the church be be hopeful if the man of God, if hopefulness is not in the man of God or the woman of God? Faith feel it's the same. Well, thing. a lot of them don't even know that because they're just going to church and getting a good feeling, having church and go home. That's it. They doing what? They because what? because they don't take time to read the Bible or, you know, 
they don't take time to read the Bible at all, and they don't have, they don't have that, and they don't have a quiet time with the Lord. Yeah. Whether you're talking to him or just sitting there in his presence, you know they don't. Well, how do you go into the presence of God? How can you say if you sit in a room and it's dark? How do you go? It don't into have the to be dark. You just have to know that you know God is with you all the time, and you need to sit your little hips down and be still what? and talk to Him, or just be still and just listen. Be still. Even if it's nothing, you be still because the presence of God is with you every sec- second, every moment. And how you know the hips was little? It could be big hips like mine. <laughs> Go ahead and lead the people to the Lord. We out of here. I love you. This Romans. is the prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. We love you with the love of the Lord. Call me at 424-261-3208 and pray my strength in the Lord because I sure need it. Romans 10, 9 and 10 states that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ died for you, you will be saved. Uh, He was resurrected from the dead. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus Christ died for me and you raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart. Live inside of me. Be Lord over my life. Teach me, guide me, protect me. Show me my purpose, why God created me. Amen. Amen. We love you with God. We love you with the Lord. You can visit us at 9815 South Vermont Avenue. I guarantee you, when I the greatest thing I ever did was started a, a weekend service, and God has given us a nice little tabernacle to work in. Coming to 9815 South Vermont Avenue, that's a Durack Christian Church. You can go, you can find us on YouTube or Pod- Spotify and or, and that's uh, Apostle Chris Will, Voice of Dominion. And I guarantee you, it's going to encourage you and get you ready to go. Amen. Just a lie Where is the love